I'm Joseph Chateau-Rapaye, pastor of Advent Lutheran Church in Wyckoff, New Jersey. This is week two of our fall 2018 series on Rowan Williams being disciples. So last week we introduced some basic themes about discipleship we're going to be talking about. We talked about how discipleship is a state of being. It's not something that we drop into and drop out of. We also talked about discipleship as attentiveness to the possibility that God could be doing something new that would change the way we see the world and other people. And we talked about how it manifests itself in a sense of openness toward other people. Remember that analogy of the bird watcher. So this week we're going to pivot and talk about some of this in more detail. Specifically, we're going to focus on three qualities of discipleship, faith, hope, and love. Those three qualities are taken from 1 Corinthians, where St. Paul describes them as marks of the Christian community. But Williams is going to frame them with a little help from St. John of the Cross, who was a mystic from Spain, who was writing about 50 years after Luther was. And John of the Cross's big idea was that the human mind does three basic things. It understands, it remembers, and it wants. Or to be a little more abstract, the mind is the interaction of understanding, memory, and will. So you can already see that three and three pattern going on and where that's going. So faith is what happens to our understanding, hope is what happens to our remembering, and love is what happens to our wanting. So discipleship, William suggests, is about growing from understanding into faith, memory into hope, and will into love. So let's start with intelligence and faith. We live in a society, William suggests, where intelligence really isn't highly valued. You can debate if that's true, but Williams is getting at something about the nature of truth, which is that the way we talk about truth is a little bit shaky. We seem unaware of what truth is, or whether even such a thing called truth exists. When St. John of the Cross was alive, we thought that knowledge was about understanding some objective reality that exists outside of ourselves. But now we seem unsure that we can ever see what's outside of us without what's inside of us changing how we see it. That's the attitude of postmodernism, which questions narratives that there is such a thing as universal truth that exists apart from our experience of it. This manifests itself in the church, William suggests, by a loss of confidence in our ability to talk about the works, let alone the existence of God. And so we deal with that by creating tribal congregations or moralizing, making faith about behavior, or just being noisier about our beliefs to try to cover up that doubt. What St. John of the Cross focuses on in intelligence is not intelligence as downloading facts, but as faith in relationship. William says that faith, quote, appears quite simply in the form of a dependable relationship, close quote. You may not understand, you may not have the words on the tip of your tongue, but you learn somehow to be confident or at least to be reliant on a presence, another who does not change or go away. You realize that when the signposts and landmarks have been taken away, there is a presence that does not let you go. And that's faith, I would say, in a very biblical sense. Those words are all from Williams. Let's move on to hope. William starts by asking a number of questions about identity. How often do we ask what it means to be British, or in our case, American? We often feel like our identities are slipping away from us. Sometimes it's a civic crisis, like what does it mean to be an American, but it can also be a personal crisis. 
We feel like there used to be a greater emphasis on institutions in society, and it was easier to have some guideposts around you to help you remind you who you were. But as people change careers and relationships and identities more often, some of those signposts are starting to fall away. One of the ways Williams gets at this is by a poem by Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who was killed in a Nazi prison camp. Bonhoeffer used to walk around the yard and wonder which hymn was the true one. Was it the one the guards saw who was confident and rational and faithful and diligent? Or was it how Bonhoeffer felt inside, panicked, unsure, and weak? And Bonhoeffer's answer is that it's neither, is that he is who he is in the hands of God. So hope, William says, isn't just confidence in the future, but confidence that past, present, and future are all held together in one relationship, so that the confusions we have about identity become bearable and can even point others to the God who hasn't abandoned us. So let's move finally from the will to love. So when we talk about the will, we normally want to talk about freedom of choice. Life gives us a number of options, and like a shopper in the cereal aisle, we choose whichever one we like best. We talk about freedom as being able to choose whatever we want. It's ironic, Williams notes, that our culture emphasizes choice and desire, but so often downplays how these desires can make us who we are. Love isn't just about making the choice that gives us the most happiness or the most pleasure, but finding delight in one another and in God. We so often talk about desire, but so rarely about what we are desiring or what the desire exists for. So love and desire for Williams is about a state of openness to joy. It isn't just about bringing other things into our lives, but about being open to others. Love comes about by being loved, not by others, but loved by God. So let's try to tie all this together, not by summarizing them, but by thinking about them in terms of our life together as church. Williams writes that the church should be a place where time and space are given, where people are allowed the space to experience eternal love, a place where nothing needs to be left at the door, and where all people are made free to receive in a world which so often seems to be demanding of them all the time, demanding that they give, that they trade, that they offer, that they're out there making a difference. Is the church an environment in which people can learn to open themselves to joy? the joy that can come only by letting themselves go, of anxious selfishness and the obsession with choosing in the way that I've outlined. Those are Williams' words, and it's a very tall challenge. It means some self-reflection on our part about how much anxiety we project in our communities. It means learning to have faith in God's unmovable relationship with us and hope in our identity that comes out of that relationship. But most of all, it means reorienting ourselves towards the love of God. Next week, we're going to be moving away from faith, love, and hope, and we're going to be talking more specifically about the act of forgiveness. 